Damo, you big sweet tooth. Yes, MP, you chocoholic. So naughty but nice. We're a hit at the Wellness Summit and I want more. Well, how does 20 recipes in their free ebook Heavenly Healthy Desserts sound, MP? Jeepers, Damo, I'm loving that. Or you can hop on down to their brand new cafe, Selection Cafe in South Melbourne and receive 10% off your favourite healthy desserts. Woohoo! To do so, go to sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch and fill in your details to receive your free ebook and discount voucher. That's www.sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch. So naughty but nice. Delicious nutrition. TheWellnessCouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. <laughs> and you know what? we all sound really tired like that I I reckon that was the flattest intro any of us have actually done yet well it sounds like what we are I'm bone tired I am I'm, I'm just taking a day off and I'm just cooking and doing nothing oh I love it I love it. You're not even finishing your words properly. Cooking, doing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Sorry, sorry, Miss Cam. Sorry, oh Ms. no, Cam. no, no! I love it. We love it when our Cindy gets tired because she just like cuts loose. No, she makes mistakes. <laughs> oh, I want to know about that. Uh, no, oh, I make mistakes all the time. All the time. <laughs> So why are we so tired? Let's tell everybody why we're just so shot. Okay, I'll go. Uh, Don't all speak at once. Yeah. (laughs) So we just did the Wellness Summit um, in Melbourne and it was huge. There were 700 people and I'm sure we spoke to every single person that was there. I'm I'm pretty convinced I got a photo with at least 70% of the room. And it was it was huge. It was the most amazing weekend and the speakers were extraordinary. The whole event was extraordinary. The energy was electrifying. And it was just it was one of the most fabulous events I think we've done or I've done in a long time. It was um it was profound and I think that the the content which we're going to share with you guys as to what, you know, was spoken about and all the different responses that we got, I think um, it's definitely well worth putting on the calendar for next year because I think next year is going to be even bigger and better and I think that um, everybody needs to make sure that they can get their little freckle over there because it's such a it's such an amazing life-changing weekend, don't you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was so cool to be there. I loved Damien starting the whole event. It was so flippin' funny. Isn't he um, a scream? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just the best. And just to have, you know, what it also is, is all of us together. There's such a lovely feeling with us all. There's such a nice connection between everybody. And I think I think from that perspective, it's um, it's it's mixing with people that speak your language. They have got your own tribe, and you really do feel that you're in the right I think if you're on this wellness journey, you feel like you belong. That's how I felt. You sound yeah. like you're really tired, Kimmy. 
Oh, my voice. I reckon at the end of the summit, I was at, we were doing photos with people and someone else and then and then I looked I looked around at my team and I went and I had that I don't know if you've seen Toy Story but at the end Barbie and I looked at them both and I went are we done are we done my God my cheeks are killing me can I stop can I stop flowering <laughs> and, and even though I loved every moment my God my cheeks were killing me <laughs> I just had so much fun. And then, Kim, we decided to invite a heap of people for dinner to the unit, didn't we? That was your fault. So then we talked till 11.30 and then Mm. on top of that I set my alarm wrong and I had to get up at 3.50 in the morning but at 4.40 I got woken and realised I had to be at the airport by 5. So (laughs) I promised Cindy I wouldn't wake her up and in turn I just woke up going, shit, shit, and did this major thing. So that sent my cortisol and adrenals into absolute flight or fight and then got to the airport, raced in a taxi through Brisbane to get to a full-day workshop, a writer's workshop with you, Kaz, in Brizzy. And then we went out to Pete's Asana restaurant for dinner. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I tell you, it's been a full five days for me. I tell you, I think, what time did we get home? Like 11, 11.30 last night? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was well asleep. <laughs> oh, I should be you. <laughs> but, but I reckon what we wanted to do out of today's podcast, Gorgeous Girls, was to really, you know, like life is for the taking, you know, and I really think that like, yes, I'm tired and I'm exhausted, but that totally fed me as well and it gave me so much inspiration from so many people and and I just would love to see, you know, we get asked all the time, how do we manage ourselves? And we really weren't considering doing this podcast given how tired we are and then we thought, well, let's talk to people about how we pull ourselves through these or what the ahas were that we got. And, and I just love the fact that even though we all rang each other before the podcast, we're all so excited about things that are happening. And even hearing Cindy so excited to go to the beach with her daughter and lie in the sun for an hour and then have a swim, that is part of health. That is such a good sign of taking care. And I loved hearing what you did. So so I'd love to ask you both if, if we get right into it. And for those people that didn't attend the summit, like – Truly, what, what did you guys get from it from your perspective? Because I know as speakers, sometimes people think that we're up there, but we get a lot too, don't we? What did you get, my darlings? You go first, Karen. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like you, Kimmy. I thought that Damien was just hilarious and he is just the perfect person to open an event like that. He is a scream and so incredibly intelligent and also really gets people to ask themselves different questions, which I thought was really compelling as a really great way to start the event. Mm. Um, And then, you know, the speakers that were on, some of them were new to the stage and also new to the wellness couch. So it was really interesting for them to have their first experience be in front of 700 people. I think some of the speakers, it was a little bit daunting for them or, um, you know, I, I mean, it was daunting for me. I was at the back mm. punching out push-ups just to try and get some <laughs> adrenaline out of my bloodstream. I was nervous as all get up and get out of here. It was hilarious. <laughs> Actually, I had to give myself a real counselling session. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was the same, darling. I, was the same. Honestly, I think because I think. I did such a bad job last year. I put myself under an enormous amount of pressure this year because I really felt that I didn't do the event justice last year. So I thought this year you've got to, you know, you got to do great. You've got to do great. 
But honestly, you are I, your worst critic, Karen Smith. Mm, I was oh. about to say, are you serious? Mm. I put yeah. myself under that much pressure. I just yeah. it just it, it floored me, and that was that was why I had to have the little conversation just to say, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Is this crazy?" <laughs> but I think the rest of the the event was really awesome in that it was very much about. Um, and I really got this from your presentation too, Cindy. It was very much about don't don't um, think that there's only one way. There's lots of ways, and it's about finding the right way that's best for you. And I thought Marcus's presentation was pretty spot on for me, anyway, um, where he was saying, you know, that there's more to an amazing life than just one thing. So it's not just that the fact that you eat lots of carrots. It's not just that. You know, that's, there's, there's more to life. And he was showing some amazing video footage of some people that were 102 and 104 drinking wine and, you know, not really paying too much attention to all of the, the, the drama that goes on in the world. And, um, you know, the things that were making them survive were movement and happiness and, you know, connection with other humans. And I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was really beautiful. I, I loved that this year's wellness summit was a wholeness summit is what I thought. I remember thinking that on the plane. It was like really looking at every aspect of being human and applying that to what wellness actually means. And I, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. And sometimes we forget that. We forget um, that it is something that's not just about one thing. So, for instance, not eating breakfast and losing weight, you know, that was the research that's out, um, which was just absolute crap, but that's not going to help you get healthy or lose weight in the long term. That was just, you know, I think it was about, um, it is, it's there's so many things that we have to do. It's not just about the food that you consume, but it's it's you, Karen, and the and the mind's, that you're in and, uh, you know, what you concentrate on you get and a lot of people are in that negative um, realm. And then, Kim, with your movement and then um, each, everyone, you know, being a mother, you know, there were those two girls that got up and talked about, you know, looking after yourself as a young mum and, I don't know, I, it, look, it sounds daunting but it's a step-by-step. Step. I feel like I, I do something every day um, towards being healthier, even though I said that I'm, I'm very bone-tired. I woke up this morning and I didn't want to go for a swim. That, that's just like I went, okay, something's wrong. Something is deeply wrong that I don't want to go for a swim at 6 o'clock this morning. Um, I did end up going. I went later on in the morning. Um, and that's when you've got to listen to your body as well. And all I wanted to do when I got back was cook. I had not. I've hardly had any time at home this year. And the first thing I did to, when Tanya picked me up from the airport, I said, right, uh, I need to know what food's in the house. And she told me, I said, right, we've got to go to get fresh and get ourselves everything that we need. And I made pate and pesto and relish um, and broth. Uh, and um, what else did I make? Oh, a chocolate chia cake and gelatin brownies and... I just kept going. I didn't stop. I just, I couldn't stop. I wanted to just fill my fridge with what makes me feel good. And then today it was all about taking time out, laying on the beach for an hour, going for a swim. And, and, you know, I've just said bye to Tanya. She's gone home to the Gold Coast. So um, that's what it's, 
that's what people don't realise that it's, I think, Kim, it's like what you say. It's about nurturing ourselves. Mm. You know, it's about, what do you say? Um, what's your quote? Uh, self-care is not selfish, it's essential. Mm. I think when we give so much, um, and this goes for anybody, whether you're a mom or a full-on business owner or you're a dad that travels a lot or it doesn't really matter what your background is, um, for us doing, you know, I flew down to Melbourne on Thursday, got straight to the hotel, changed and went straight out and spoke in the event on Thursday night, then Friday madly going over my speech because I didn't think I was going to be like you, Kaz, I got a bit nervous at the thought of 700 people sitting in the room and and then thinking, oh, my God, what can I offer these people? And I know it sounds stupid because I know I can talk well and I can do it, but it's just, I don't know, you just have these little moments of, oh, my God, what if I don't give them what they need sort of thing. So I spent a lot of Friday going through that and then went for a big walk. Then I went for a run and, and created even more adrenaline in myself because I decided that I needed to get outside. And so I'm running along the Yarra River and I thought it, I was only going to go for a few k's, but I felt this big, heavy man behind me running and I could hear his breathing. And so I decided to go faster. And then I noticed he got faster and I was beside myself at four and a half k's out of the city. I then, Cindy, actually, you rang me and I just was absolutely beside myself. And I answered mm. the phone. That's why I answered it going, yeah, I'm just under the Punt Road Bridge. I'm just here in Melbourne. Yep, there's, I've got, we've got people. And I was rapping away <laughs> just in case the police needed to know where I was. And mm. to have this gorgeous man run past, he had a big track. He wasn't obviously a runner. He didn't look like a runner. He had his headphones in. So he obviously didn't hear his And he was obviously just using me as a pacer. But for 3Ks, I thought I was being hunted, tracked, and about to be <laughs> Um, so it just cracked me up about, and then when we were talking about perception over the weekend, I thought, what a ridiculous, how funny the mind pays so many funny tricks. I had the story for three kilometers that I was about to be abducted and the cortisol and the adrenaline running through me, I need to realize, I, you know, he used me as a pacer, um, you know, I just kind of thought, and then I was telling who was I telling that to? Oh, I was telling Talon that, you know, Jess, Jess is his beautiful partner. I was telling him that yesterday and he goes, oh, my God, yeah, if I saw a woman like you running in front of me, there's not, okay, I might not be able to pass her, even if she's a top marathon runner, but I've got to stick with her. And I, <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't, you see, we all have these different thoughts around what it is to be fit. Anyway, I, I digress, but why, why I was saying that is, you know, I, I really get, gave myself that time of self-care, but then came back exhausted. <laughs> um, but the important thing, I think, when you work through the weekend or you're working 12 hours, and I think this was my point to a lot of people, you know, the excuse that we can't look after ourselves. I mean, Cindy, you're at a different point, and I'm sure there's people there listening going, oh, I would love to go and lie on the beach with my daughter for, you know, an hour and, and go and have coffee. And, you know, especially if they're a young mum with toddlers under five, oh. like that's just mm. not possible, right? So mm. they need to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. But you were doing that, you know, 15 years ago with all your toddlers and you would have found it. And my advice to those ones is it's moments, whether it's a three-second spritzer or a walking out to the letterbox and taking a deep breath, knowing they're all sitting in high chairs, they can't move, breathe, they can't do anything while you walk to the letterbox. Just even that becomes a moment of self-care when we're full on and intense in a busy world. Yeah, mm. good, good, good point, Kim, you know, about... The fact that, oh, yeah, I, I've forgotten my kids are, are adults and probably many of the women that are listening to us 
um, their kids are children. And I look back now and I miss that so much. I miss that getting up in the morning and making their breakfasts and taking them to school and I don't know, and all the busyness, even though at the time you're in it, you're thinking, oh, is there an end to this? But it does end and it ends really fast. Like it's like one minute I had babies and now I have these adult children that all have vehicles and all fly everywhere and um, I, you know, it's... um, Such a good point, sweetheart, to be in the moment because it does go. My God, it goes. Um, one of the things that um, you you got up early in the morning to do the um, barefoot run and mm-hmm. so um, I was and the girls had all left and I was kind of left by myself in the uh, we, we uh, rented an apartment a three-bedroom apartment with a kitchen so we could do our own meals and and Kim had her team there and I had my team there and we had friends and we had everybody wanted to come into the apartment with us um, but but everybody had left and I was left on the morning, on the Sunday morning, uh, pretty much by myself from about six o'clock onwards. And I, I was trying to figure out how to start my talk. What, what was the essence of the talk instead of just starting? What, what could I have had? And I was kind of flicking through Facebook because sometimes I see some amazing stories on Facebook and I get some great research because I follow people who throw up research articles And I came across, and I actually did say this um, at the beginning of my talk, and and if you guys don't mind, would you mind if I repeated it? Go for it. That'd be okay. Okay, so this was a post on Sunday morning, and she posted at 6.10 a.m., and it was was Michelle Orr, and that's spelled A-U-E-R, who posted it. And she starts off, beautiful Anna Kitson Ferguson lost her battle with breast cancer today at 1.40 a.m. She was an amazingly strong and happy person who fought with everything she had and then some. And then what Michelle has done is that she has written what this beautiful Anna wanted the world to hear. And this is what she wanted the world to hear. And I, and I guess she's talking about Michelle here, but your generosity yet again has been humbling. And I do hope that if anything has come from us sharing this journey together is that we have all become a little wiser and more aware and responsible in the choices we take with our health. I hope we have all been more empowered to always question, investigate and get a third, fourth, hell, even a fifth opinion and become your own health advocate. No one will fight your life, fight for your life as much as you will, and no one knows what strengths lie within. Let's all keep fighting together. Mm. Oh, how beautiful. Look, it was, and it really, I went, that's the essence of it. It is about becoming educated, understanding uh, our life. Like at the moment I'm listening to um, Andrew Wakefield, and the reason I'm listening to him is that, uh, you know, I've heard rumours about Andrew Wakefield that, you know, he did this thing on autism and the vaccination and he wrote this paper back in 1998 and um, it's been withdrawn from the Lancet and he was financially driven and he lied and he was unethical. And I just went, he's done 150 research items before that, like 150 before he, or research articles he had published before. He's a, a gastroenterology 
uh, gastroenterologist that researches. So 150 research articles he had written before he wrote this one for Lancet that has now been withdrawn. And he actually did not say that autism and vaccinations were linked. He actually didn't say that. Um, and if and I um, asked a friend of mine to give me the article so I could read it. And I read it and I went, my gosh, there's 12 other researchers on this. Gastroenterology, psychology, psychiatry, um, uh, pediatrics, all these departments in this hospital were all together writing this article. And so I decided that I wanted to learn more about him. I wanted to know, well, was is it all? Is it fraud? Is it this? Is it that? So what I've been doing is just listening to every interview he's done on podcasts. And I've probably listened to six, seven hours of, of him speaking. And he's a very uh, quiet-spoken man. He doesn't get excited. He explains very succinctly what he discovered. And when he discovered it, he knew we had to make changes. Now, here's a man who's lost everything because of, of, of that research. He wouldn't retract what he had said. Um, and all the fraud and everything was all made up by what's interesting is Murdoch newspapers, by an investigative journalist in Murdoch, uni uh, or was he an investigative journalist or a journalist in Murdoch newspapers? Um, and he went on a witch hunt and he actually withheld evidence um, that falsified so much about what we now know as Andrew Wakefield's meme of fraud and you know, unethical and all the other things that you hear about when you talk to him. And I, I think that it is about we have to look at these guys that are putting their neck out or women that are putting their neck out to educate people to, you know, even against adversity. And I just love that Anna Kitson Ferguson said, no one will fight your, for your life as much as you will and no one knows what strengths lie within you. And sometimes I'm sure Andrew Wakefield probably thinks, oh, my gosh, how have I survived nearly, you know, 20, how many years has it been? It's up to nearly 20 years with everybody calling him a fraud and everything. But I just, I just think we have to educate ourselves. We can't listen to the media, like on the front page of the paper on Sunday morning before I started my talk, it was, unless you're vaccinated, you cannot go to kindergarten or preschool in Victoria now. Mm. Victoria is also the place that says, um, unless there's a bittering agent in raw milk, you cannot sell raw milk. And, I, I you know, I, I kind of go, there is another side. Listen to Andrew Wakefield listen to what he's saying, listen to the other people like Stephanie Messenger and Meryl Dory and Barbara Lowe Fisher and Dr Tenpenny. And sometimes these guys might get a little bit excited, but their passion is because they've had a child that's passed away. So just an hour before we started talking, I was listening to another Andrew Wakefield talk and um, there was question and answers that were coming in and there was an old lady, I reckon she was in her 70s, and she had lost her child to vaccines 49 years ago. Mm. And she says, I will never give up this fight. I will never stop telling people what happened to my baby. She, and she just really talked about it. And when I see people 
and and this is not just vaccines, this is paleo, this is everything. When I see people, you know, being absolutely, what's the word, um, hardball about their stand without giving other people the, the, the want to express their opinion and being rude and, you know, throwing out comments like, you know, you're an imbecile or you're a moron or you're this or you're that. Because it will, where there is one side, there will always be another side. Where there's black, there's white. Where there's wrong, there's right. Where there's um, love, there's hate. And there's vitalism and mechanism, which I talked about. There will always be opposing. And some are, and, and to me, the opposing things are important. And if we, if we realise that if, without pro-vaccination, there would be no anti-vaccination. And without anti-vaccination, there would be no pro-vaccination. And without paleo, there would be no anti-paleo. You know, you know what I mean? I just mm. I feel we need to educate ourselves more and more these days because there are uns unscrupulous media. And I think Murdoch newspapers, and I'm seeing it more and more, they are one-sided, they're vindictive, they, um, they're the ones that started the campaign, no jab, no play. It wasn't the Australian Medical Association. It wasn't Queensland Health or Victorian Health or Australian Health. They did not start this campaign. It was Murdoch newspapers and it was um, this guy, I can't remember his name, that went for the jugular with Andrew Wakefield in um, you know, doing everything he could to discredit him and he was a Murdoch newspaper journalist. And I, I won't watch, I won't, buy them anymore I will not read them anymore um, and Sunday was the thing that fixed it for me because as I opened up the paper here's eight women or something saying how the importance of vaccination not one person was on there that had lost a child to mm. vaccination that was allowed to to talk and you know all of us know people who have lost children to vaccination mm. you know and that was how many years ago was that um, I know two when not my babies were babies yeah mm. Sorry, did I have a little bit of a rant there? <laughs> I think you're very well justified, Miss Cindy. I actually saw him speaking in San Francisco when I was doing that um, conference with the chiropractors. He was um, on after me. And wow, you lucky thing. I would I was, love to meet him. I was profoundly affected by him. Oh. Out of all of the other speakers, I was profoundly affected by him. And honestly, I can say I've never... I've never seen somebody so humble, mm. so knowledgeable, mm. so incredibly intelligent and so together. Um, What's her story? Look, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember you... all of the details of it, but what Cindy was saying there in terms of everything that he's lost um, because of, you know, and he did at the presentation that I was at, he did make some bold claims um, and he did have some very uh, enlightening statistics that have been hidden. And um, he also spoke about, um, you know, what was, what, what, what started the vaccinations, how it went from state to state in the original, you know, when it originally came out. And he actually had... Um, copies of the original documents from the politicians that instigated vaccinations and it was from that 
material, I assume, or I believe that um, it all started to become quite, all started to go awry for him. What 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 um, actually happened was he is a gastroenterologist and he's a researcher and he researches ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. Mm. And one day, and this was, he said, a defining moment in his life, a mother came to him with a child with autism and he said, I'm the gastroenterologist, not the psychiatrist. You need to go down the psychiatrist. She said, well, he's got really bad gut. Ever since he had the vaccine, his gut has just been an absolute mess with diarrhea and autism um, is now um, apparent. And I think if I fix his gut up, we might be able to, you know, at least give him some relief, this this child. So what, what he did was... Um, he, they fixed the gut and um, the child started to um, pick up as far as comprehension and wasn't so far down on the spectrum. And he looked at it and he thought, I would really like to um, do some research on this and find out if it's the gut that has something to do with um, our brain, so the gut-brain access. And this was in the 1998. Now, you know, we're only just talking about this now mm. um, in mainstream. He was doing this back in 1998, about the time when Natasha Campbell McBride was starting to realise the link between autism and, and the gut. And so what he, he started to do was um, do research. Now, the the problem with his is with the fraud and all that is that they said that he didn't get approval um, from some governing body, but he said he got approval a year before. It's just that what happened was that when Murdoch newspapers, which are a very powerful lot of newspapers, um, broke the story, they broke it in a lie and it's just discredited him and no matter how many times he says, I got it 12 months before, here's the evidence, I, um, I have permission from every single parent that we did biopsies on these children um, and, and so on and so on. So, and he saw that when the, you know, they, they got the gut right, the kids started to get right. And then he started to hear from the mums, my kid was okay until the MMR. And, but he never, if you read his article, and I've read his article, uh, he doesn't say, he doesn't connect the two. Um, he just says that this was what was happening. Uh, and, you can't get it because it's been retracted. I had to get it through a friend of mine who's a, a researcher in, and a medical doctor. He ended up getting it for me and across it it's got this huge retraction and you can hardly see, um, you know, some of the words in it because, you know, it's such a, um, a full-on article. But then he just lost everything. He moved from the UK and moved to America to do more research and I can't remember where he is now but he's actually going through the courts to clear his name. Um, which I'm hoping he will. Tell me more about him, Karen. Tell me, because he, he was such, he's such a humble man to listen to. Oh, yeah, and he was. He's a, he's a very tall guy and he's got wavy brown hair and, you know, and he is. He's, he's, not, a, he's not a grandstander by any means, not by any means. Very unassuming, very humble sort of a guy. Um, I'm just trying to remember all of the details of it, but I remember I was, I was profoundly affected by him and I really felt for him and what he had gone through with this, dis the, the, the discrediting of, of his research. 
but he did. He had he had um, documents where he was able to show that um, there were, and I don't remember it. So please forgive me if I if I don't get this a hundred percent right. But I remember him showing documents about how uh, when he did the research, how there were. Um, politicians involved with vaccinations and originally they didn't see a necessity for it and then there was one particular doctor who got involved with the pharmaceuticals which then got involved with the governments and then there was letters that actually went around from state to state to state recommending that everybody takes on the vaccination program Um, and that was how it originally spread throughout the United States. So it it came um, and, and this document had all the names blacked out on it. Um, so it was obviously a highly confidential document. So You know, for people who want to hear the story, mm. can I recommend that, um, that they go to... I went to What We Need to Know with Michael Gator. That was the first one I listened to, and it was, it's a really succinct 55 minutes. So you just go to your podcasts, you... Um, Search for Andrew Wakefield, W-A-K-E-F-I-E-L-D, and there's a heap of them. There's heaps of people who have interviewed him. But the one that I think is the most succinct is the one that's what we need to know with Michael Gator, G-A-E-T-A, and it's talk radio it's called. And he actually did the interview on December the 19th, 2013, um, with Andrew. And it's just a really you know, a good interview for people if they want to know, if they want to understand. Because everybody has this thing about Andrew Wakefield and my medical doctor friend said he's a fraud, Cindy, he's, you know, oh, wow. he's unethical, he's... And he just threw this at me and I went, well, let me read the research. It's been retracted. And I went, oh. So then he got me thinking, well, is he a fraud? What, what, is he, what has he done? So I don't want to take on a meme. And I think that this is a really good um, lesson right now for everybody. And it's not just about vaccination. It could be about paleo. It could be about the eating or the how you think about things or the skin stuff you put on or the exercise you do. Don't, don't think of this as a vaccination talk. Think of this as there are a lot of memes out there and a meme is like um, a computer virus. Somebody whispers something to someone and it becomes Chinese whispers and all of a sudden everybody believes that the world is flat. Mm. And we know that not to be true. It's not flat. It's very round. So if you are interested, if you've got some, get you know, if there's a meme hitting out there and you want to question it, the information is out there and it's about you becoming educated. As the beautiful Anna said, it's about no one will fight the fight like you will. No one will be want to be as informed as you will be. And, you know, we see this with mothers and their children. And we met one of those beautiful – I met one of those beautiful – oh, I've met so many beautiful mothers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I met this one beautiful mother. Um, I'll have to go to my room to find her name. But she had a son um, who was autistic and she was on GAPS and GAPS wasn't quite making it for her. And so she researched, like I have never seen somebody research about fermented foods and what he needed and what soluble and insoluble fibres he needed and she picked him up another notch. See, no, no like I think mothers are, are the changes of the world for the most part because no one fights for their child like that. You know, I'm, 
and and I know what you're like, Karen, with your animals. You're the same. You oh, know, totally. Yeah, they're your babies. I know you fight like hard whenever there's something wrong with Fluffy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fuzzy. Fuzzy's <laughs> always in some trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true, isn't it? I mean, they're your little yeah. life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna interview this this lady that I met. Like we, whenever we meet a mum that has done some amazing things, such as Primal Mum and PKU, you know, she had done oh, some yeah. amazing things. So I'm just gonna get her name. I'm just, believe it or not, I'm at home. Yes, I'm in my wardrobe, and now I have her name. Right. Um, oh gosh, here she. It's Cultured Wellness is the name of her. And it's cultured with a K, culturedwellness.com.au. Uh, and she she just, Kirsty, that's right, Kirsty Worth. So I think I would really love to interview her um, mm. if you're too are keen. Totally. Absolutely. But this is a mum that just went, I'm not going to stop fighting for my child. And then she says that people say to her, oh, just appreciate him for who he is and stop doing what you're doing. Oh, wow. She said this to me and I went, just let them do that because they're probably not wanting to put the effort in like you have. She she just has researched just crazy, absolutely crazy in order to heal her child and it's. Uh, I just, I fell in love with her. I just, I'm listening to her and I'm like going, oh, you are just the most stunning woman that has just educated herself. Like I, I went over to ask her about ferments. And and I kept asking her questions and, and all of a sudden I realised I knew nothing to what she knew um, with her cultures. So, um, you know, we learn from people like this. They they just, um, they're amazing. So I think that that's what the Wellness Summit's about also is we, we question the memes, we meet amazing people who change our lives or enrich our lives, we're with our tribe, uh, everybody's thinking much the same. I had one guy come up to me because I said, round up, get rid of it, don't ever, you know, try and get your counsels out of it. And he comes up to me and he goes, what am I going to use if I don't use Roundup? <laughs> <laughs> he was really like, I don't know what to do, you know, and I said, Bye. What did you say? I said, chooks, get some, get some fencing and put your chooks around and get them before they eat everything and... <laughs> Because you know, this is this is I was, and the reason I said that is I was at Two Mac Farms, and the farmer there said to me, "I'm going to get the chooks in here because there's just too many weeds for me to pick out with the garlic." And he says, "What I'll do is I'll just watch them, and as they're about to pull the garlic out, because I'll do the weeds first, because they'll come out easier than the garlic, and then I'll move them to the next patch." And he said that you know, I can sit there and watch them and move them all around, and they'll get they'll weed my garden. How okay, awesome but, we can't, but we can't all get chooks, Cindy. So what's the other alternative? Well, he had a big yard, so he can get chooks. And yeah, if, you listen to jo- well, if you listen to Joel Salatin, Joel Salatin, if we got rid of all the domestic cats and dogs, and I'm sorry, Karen, I don't want to get rid of mine either, but this is what he said. Yeah. If we get rid of all our domestic cats and dogs and we put chooks in our gar- in our and we have chooks instead, and she said, you know, two, three, four is all you need, then we would produce eggs. Um, yeah, you'd have chickens too. Sorry, had that one. Um, as they got old, you'd eat them. Yeah, okay. Oh, no. Poor Karen, she's dying right now. But, but you produce the eggs that you need for your family. 
they would dig up your grounds. You just make sure that they're always penned in so you don't want them digging up your veggie garden unless they're in there for a specific reason to get rid of weeds. But, yeah, um, and I'm not the expert, guys. I'm just learning because, you know, I've got 60 acres to weed. <laughs> no, no, you are <laughs> yeah. not the expert. Suggesting getting rid of cats and dogs and then getting in chooks to have chickens for a vegan, I, I would say you're not the expert for Kaz right this minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she won't eat the eggs either, so we'll just keep her with her dog and her cat. Yeah, just leave me with the dog or and the dogs. cat, and I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, the dogs. <laughs> Hey, um, one thing I wanted to bring up with you both is um, it's always a struggle to fill at, for at, at some point to sell the tickets to any event. But what I find so staggering is so many people say they want to, to go to an event like this. This event was $350 per ticket. You had 11 amazing speakers. You also had, there was 22 of us on stage at different times, which included the other podcasters on the wellness couch. Plus you had the trade store owners come up and say what they were doing. It wasn't a sell-fest. It wasn't all about everybody selling everything, but everybody became aware of what everybody had out there. I think, you know, what astounds me is, is, and even for our people listening to this, you might go, oh, that sounds cool, that sounds cool. And then time gets closer and then life's too busy and you don't do it. I'm suggesting that if any of you are interested, that you need if you really want to get this information and to be around this kind of energy, you need to get yourself organised if that's a priority and actually block out August as soon as we get next year's dates. It's usually in August if I if I remember rightly. But the excuses that come up and then the people saying, oh, I can't afford $350, I would have paid thousands to hear and I have paid thousands to go to weekend events listening to amazing speakers that are just as incredible if not more incredible um, at this event so you know I think I think when I looked at that room I thought why did it not have a thousand people in there you know why does it and I think the exciting thing is it started out with 160 was it girls did we have 160 yeah, at the yeah, first yeah. one yeah and, Four years and now ago. Yeah, and here we are at 700. I want to put it out there that we really push this and get up over 1,500, 2,000 people next year and really start making. And you know the best part? I loved seeing so many men in the audience. The fact that there were so many partners that came along with their wives or their girlfriends and were actually genuinely openly interested in it. I thought, you know, put it put, put it out there. Have a holiday in Melbourne next year. And um, what are you cooking, Cindy? <laughs> oh, I was just giving Obi some more um, bone broth. <laughs> oh, uh, he just walked out and I went, oh, he wants some more bone broth. So I was oh, I forgot I, to put you on mute to do it. He I just it. walked past me and I thought, oh, he better have some more bone broth. I'm just trying to heal him, you know. <laughs> That's horrible. Sorry. Um, no, I thought you were making me dinner. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say what time. Um, but I just, that was another thing that struck me. I don't know if you noticed, girls. Uh, was was there more men than usual? I really, oh, I, yeah. I did seem to notice that this year. Yeah, last year there were, oh, God, I would probably say maybe 5% of the room were men. And this year it would be at least double that, 15 20% even. Mm. Yeah, I there were heaps of men there, which was awesome. And do you know what? I had a number of men come up to me and say that they felt that it, it was information that they could grasp. Um, they, they said that they'd, their wives had gone on and on and on about us three, <laughs> the yeah. poor babies. 
Um, and even though they may not listen to us, at least they've got the wellness guys. That's only a half hour show that they could listen to or any other others of the amazing podcasts on that wellness couch now. I mean, imagine what's going to be there by this time next year. But I think, you know, and I just noticed Jo Witten had a post on her page about showing what her husband went off to <laughs> went off to work to, to take and he's fought her almost every step of the way around gaps and all of that. And yet he watched the Pete Evans Sunday show and now he's taking, instead of his cake to work for Smoko, as she put it, <laughs> he's taking olives, carrots and um, and almonds were in the container. Yeah, I think it was nuts. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> I saw that. And she said, be patient with these men. So for you beautiful women that, and, and people that do listen to us, or even I know there's a couple of men that listen to us whose wives aren't necessarily on board, then just be patient. Just And that was the other thing I took from it, girls, was being the ripple effect of, you know, being the example um, and, and not being evangelical with the messages or the, the information that you learn and even trying to be that with our children. I had one mum come up to me and she said, oh, my 19-year-old son thinks she told me the story. She she thought she'd do the right thing. So she went out and they were, I don't know, the boys were all home and she's got the 19, a 17 and a 15-year-old. They're all boys. She went and thought, for God's sake, I'm always ramming health down their throats. I'm always telling them what they should and shouldn't be eating. They're always fighting me. Stuff it. I'm going to buy them pies. So she went to the she went to the bakery and she got these pies and she bought them back and she gave it to the, and the 19-year-old one. Went, turned around and went, you think you're fooling me? I am not touching that. That'll be organic and I'm not touching it. And she's going, I swear to you. It That's is like hilarious. A, it's a flipping beefy's pie <laughs> or whatever the pie was. And he refused to eat it because he thought she was trying to be funny and it was somewhere and he reckoned it tasted like shite. So and how funny oh, is that? Oh, you're joking. Um, so she told me this story at the summit and, I, and she looked at me and she goes, what do you do? And I went, you smile, you just love them. And at some point, I bet you in his 20s, he'll come back and go, so mum, uh, my son's got this, this and this, what do you think I should do? I said, you know, for those of us that find out the information when our children are older, you might think you've missed the boat. I say don't ever think you've missed the boat. Um, for those of you that have got children that have gone or your grandparents, don't ever think you've missed the boat. We all change. You know, my own example many years ago was, you know, I really had every bit of scientific belief to believe that Olivio, uh, the margarine spread, was actually, I thought it was whipped olive oil. Uh, that's how naive I was. I didn't even think to look at the ingredients kind of thing. I just thought it was olive oil whipped and somehow solidified and made into a butter. And I kept thinking, how awesome is that? And so for a little while there, I was advocating, drop the butter, go Olivio, you know, it's the best thing in the world until... I heard, I think that was when around when I first met you, Cindy, and and then when I asked you about it and you told me, I hadn't even think to look at the, why would they have lied to me? I only ever looked at the front. It was an olive oil spread. That's what I thought it was. So, you know, even on my own journey, I've gone, you know, and then instantly went back to butter. But I think, you know, we are all evolving. We're all learning and sharing the information for what we know here and now. I, I love that, that even the experts are finding out when you were talking in your talk, Cindy, about the microbiome, and I love the line when you said, you know, and this is what we know now. Imagine what we're going to know in the next few years. You know, um, my beautiful M2, my my adopted mum down there in Melbourne, her son-in-law had an operation a number of years ago with a colonoscopy. He now has he now has a 
I nearly said colostrum bag. What's it called? A colo- colostrum yeah, yeah, yeah. bag. That's it. Um, not a colostrum yeah. bag. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> but she said to me, she said, you know, what's, you know, if he'd been diagnosed with this now, he wouldn't have needed the colostrum bag. <laughs> Sorry, the colostomy bag. Um, he wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that with him now. And I just thought, wow, you know, we, we learn so much as we're going, don't we? And and I think the key that I took away from the Wellness Summit was, oh, my God, how exciting to have an open mind, an open perspective of what's going to be there this time next year and what's the new stuff we'll all be talking about next year. I particularly love that, particularly in the nutrition world, Cindy. Oh, yeah, because it's it's just moving um, so fast at the moment. I look, I think about what I learn every every day. It feels like, and what what we're you know what we are understanding about the microbiome. You know, they're talking about probiotic enemas to you know make sure we get the guts back working again because people are having their guts just stripped completely. Yeah, I look, I agree. I think we um, are learning more and more, and I'd, I'd like to put it a little bit in perspective. Also, you know. When I was being brought up in the 60s and 70s, we didn't have a grocery store where we lived. My mum went down to the local fruit and veggie store. The egg lady bought eggs. The milkman bought milk. Um, The breadman bought bread. Um, Meat, she went to the butcher. And that's all we ate. Like I think she would get her flour from somewhere. I think it was a four-square, tiny little four-square place that she probably got her flour and her sugar from. But that wasn't that long ago. We have just realised that we've made a big mistake and it's turning and I think this time in history will be seen as the big mistake. And what's good, though, is that we're now turning and um, people are realising and, you know, watching Pete and Mike Willisey on that on um, Sunday um, with the paleo and, you know, Mike Willis talking about losing weight, but you know, I watched him turn away after five weeks on that and he was walking so much better. That's what I thought. I might be mm. completely wrong. But I found it very interesting with that program. Uh, I just I kind of looked at him and went, are you serious? He says, well, you know, I've got to give up all my foods. I, can't, I don't know if I want to live this way for the rest of my life. So he would rather eat bad food and feel like crap and have risk factors than to eat good food, like, you know, the real foods and things like that, and and have a healthy life and be able to move better and not have the weight on you and not have the blood parameters that he had. I just, I found that a really funny, a funny uh, way of thinking about things. But then that's his way of thinking about things. He thinks he's being deprived But maybe, you know, I'm really looking forward to the following uh, one, which we haven't seen yet, uh, to see what happens and how good he feels and if he chooses to stay on it because that will be the most interesting thing of all. And I kind of go, well, if you're feeling so good, your blood parameters are down, um, this way of eating is working for you and you want to go back to your Coke and your um, no vegetables and your um, sweets, I don't think you should be allowed health care. If you know that this is what makes you healthy and then you choose to eat those foods, why should you have health care? That's the way, you know, I know that's really bad, but I do. I go, hang on, you know that this does good for you. Don't get me started. When I'm at airports and I get charged excess luggage and I'm standing next to a 150-kilogram person, I go, hang on a minute, who's carrying the extra luggage here? Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting that you say that about 
people, how they respond and they go, oh, you know, I'm going to be deprived of all the foods that I love. I was talking to um, a friend of mine about a year ago and she was considering doing the um, four-phase fat elimination diet. And she had done it twice already and she was considering doing it the third time. And I said to her, why are you going to do it again? I said, if you're just putting the weight back on, why are you going to do it again? And she said, oh, she said, it's really good. She said, because it just, you know, I just lose the weight. Um, and she said, and then, I can, then I can have pizza if I want it. And, you know, and, and I can have Coke when we go to the movies and the Chop Top. But right now, you know, I'm just carrying so much extra weight. I, you know, I just, I, I feel sick if ever I have anything like that because I know that I'm just, you know, it's just so bad and it's making me so fat. And I said to her, I said, to her, I said honestly, I said, I don't know. I really don't, I, I don't even know what your name I is. I said, love. I said, dull. I said, pet. I said, I love. Said, I said, pet. I said, love. <laughs> honestly. And that was the way that she related to it. And the number of people that relate to doing those lifestyle programs as not a lifestyle, but a quick fix diet. But then they want to go back and they, they think that they're going to be deprived of they're beautiful foods. And she said, well, if we go out for pizza, she said, I'm not going to not have a whole pizza. I'm going to have my pizza. She said, I just want to be slim enough so that I can have the pizza. <laughs> but I, I, I get flabbergasted at it. Like, I you know. know. Do, you remember when, do you remember when Chappelle Corby got um, convicted um, of 20 years in jail in Bali and she started hitting her head? Well, that's what I'm doing right now. I just, <laughs> I'm like going... They're de- the- people are delusional. I-, I love this. They go, oh, the four-phase fat elimination didn't work for me. And I went, really? Um, what happened? Well, I lost the weight, but I've got it all back and plus more. And I went, did you learn the lesson? Did you continue to do what you meant to do? Did you stop eating the way you were eating before you started the four-phase? Oh, no, I went back to my ways. I went, well, what did they well, you're expect? quite delusional. I know. How do you think you got to where you were before you started the four-phase fat elimination? How, how do you, what, what, you know, what, what were the steps that you took to get there? Then you go on the four phase and then you think you're going to keep it off by going back to where you were before, before you started it. Like, I don't know if anybody else is, is, sees the craziness of that. It's like yeah, people going on a is... diet, you know, in, isogenics and all of those and they think that, oh, well, you know, I'll lose the weight and then they go back to their old ways. They haven't learned anything. Just, but I, I don't think they want to because, as Karen said before, they're thinking and are deprived. They think of the world in deprivation uh, rather yes, than yes. holistic wholeness and wellness. And, and they also and they don't just, know any better, Kimmy, though. I was just going to say, that's they don't know. know. Yeah. And we can't knock them. I mean, I didn't, you know, there's, there's probably things we've not known. Uh, there's things I know now that I wouldn't have, I mean, sorry, there's things I've done in my past that I may not do now. Like, um, I don't know. My ch- I don't. My children have never had coke, um, yet we had coke because mum and dad owned a dairy, and I mean a milk bar, not a farm dairy. It was a milk bar, and and a coke and a coke spider was our treat on a weekend with vanilla ice cream and coke, and that was a real big treat for us growing up in the seventies. Like I can't tell you how much of a treat that was, and. And I look at it now and I would see that as massive poison for my children Do you want to hear something hilarious about Coke? What? (laughs) My mum, my mum came up last week from Sydney because she's moving back up to the Sunshine Coast. So we went looking at houses for her. We went to this one place and they were doing a clean up. And my mum was 
busting to go to the loo. So she says to the owner, she said, oh, my goodness. She said, would you be terribly offended if I went to the loo? She asked the real estate agent, you know, and then the owner says, oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Before you go in there, hang on a second. I just have to flush the toilet. And, of course, I got all kind of gross pictures going on in my head. <laughs> and then the next minute the woman comes out and she's cheering. She's saying to her sister, oh, my God, it worked, it worked. And I said to the woman, what worked? And she said, well, she said there were some stains in the bowl of the toilet that we couldn't get off with Domestos or the scrubbing brush. So we poured Coke into the toilet and we've let that sit for the last two hours. And she said, it's crystal clear. Oh, wow. Shut up. Oh, wow. Oh, it, it, it was like when, when Nikki was telling um, Mike Willisy to, um, Nick was telling Mike Willisy yeah. to put the coke down and she goes, oh, yeah, we'll clean the drains. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, to yeah, laugh. So she was saying, yeah, because I thought, why is she tipping it out? Why wouldn't you just chuck it in yeah. the thing? But, yeah, she was cleaning the drains. <laughs> and recycling, cleaning the drains yeah. and recycling. I loved it. I thought it was just brilliant. Um, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. And this is, I think this is the whole essence of the summit is education. Yeah. Come on, guys, get off your butt, educate yourself, understand what's happening out there. Don't be um, somebody with blinkers on. Look at the bigger picture uh, and and realise the astroturfing that's happening out there. You know, we've talked about astroturfing before and look at the astroturfing that's happening out there and that's not fake grass, that's fake grass movement. Um, that the corporations are doing, and I, and I look at the Murdoch newspapers and that no jab, no play. I didn't realise it was them that started this whole thing. I just mm. think that's wrong that a newspaper should be allowed to do that. I agree with you. I think it's completely wrong that the newspaper has such influence on our decision-making and choices, even <laughs> our elections, heavily driven by the media. I think it's appalling. Yeah, mm. and... I, and I still get mad today when when I saw that Sunday paper, and I think that's why I was so emotional on Sunday morning mm. when I see that Sunday paper and, you know, the women talking about that everyone should vaccinate. And I went, well, why didn't you ask the women who have lost their children as a, you know, and they saw their child die within 24 hours, 48 hours after the vaccine. But, of course, it wasn't the vaccine that killed them. It was SIDS or it was just a coincidence. Mm. That that's what they're told. So so back to the summit, girls. How yes. did what was your take home? Um, what was your take home? Because I know Cindy, you couldn't be there for Saturday afternoon. No, but what no. you didn't you didn't hear the two most amazing talks of all, which was quite interesting. No, I know. Mm. I I, I miss Karen and Kim. Mm. Mm. Um, but mm. I got told about it. Everybody told me how good they were. Um, so mm. I did. I miss. I missed you too. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so, so take us out of it. Um, what was your biggest like? Was it through someone talking to you? Was it people wanting photos with you? Was it? What was your overall? I know meeting the beautiful culture lady was was a huge highlight. Yeah, big highlight. Um, Sleeping with me, I know, was massive mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just want our listeners to know that when I, I always offer to sleep with Cindy because I hope, I, and I've read it, I heard it years ago, if you sleep with books under your pillow that you love, somehow you get the energy, the vibration, the the knowledge can absorb. And I always picture Mork and Mindy and trying to just put my fingers on the page and it just comes into me. But I always think that if I get to sleep with her, then maybe just an ounce of that knowledge will come into me. But anyway, that's my thoughts. But oh, is there a time beautiful. 
<laughs> we just like giggling, giggling. That's what we do. We just giggle our way through. Look, you know what I think it is, is that I think of where I started um, and I think of why I started and it was more out of I loved it. I loved nutrition. I loved researching. I loved writing. I look at that's, you know, what I, it, I did it out of love uh, more than to, to change the world. You know, it was never, ever a, a thought in my mind. I thought, well, who am I to change a world? I did it out of the love of it and what I was learning myself and, t- and then passing on to my family because at that stage they couldn't say no because they were little babies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I had a wonderful audience there. Um, and then I had people come up and just say, thank you, I don't think you realise I read your book, you know, how many years ago and you put me on this path and and then and then they would say, I wish I'd known more before that. And I went, I do too. Oh, I do too. There are many times I think I wish I'd known that. I wish I'd known that. But we only can do the best with the knowledge we have at the time and we do do our best with the knowledge we have at the time and we cannot beat ourselves up about it. And I guess that was my my biggest thing because, quite frankly, I hardly made it into the auditorium. I heard Damien and I was in there for myself um, to speak. But apart from that, I was either outside talking to someone um, or I did leave for that after. I did leave for the afternoon to catch up with my niece and nephew. It was my only time to do it and family was just that important for me. Um, And I just... um, I didn't make it in for the rest of the day on the on the Sunday, so I I missed out on all the beautiful learnings and what everybody was doing. But I kind of figured I'm just going to go to their podcasts and listen to them all. <laughs> I reckon everybody that was on that stage would be doing a podcast just like us. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. We'll just we'll yeah. just well, get the recording. <laughs> Do you know what hit me though? Um, going to yeah. the Hay House Summit the next day and listening and seeing my favourite Wayne Dyer and Anita Morjani on stage live, like I was mm-hmm. front row almost and could almost touch them. Um, but I, I did have this thought about you girls and you're, you're both going to think I'm space cadets when I say this, but <laughs> the knowledge that you both have and, and I really do, you know how much regard and revere I hold for both of you and possibly, you know, obviously looking at those three beautiful wellness guys. But I looked at Wayne and then he got taken out the back and, and we never got to see him. We never got to touch him, play with him, have photos with him, sign his books or anything because he'd been there the whole weekend. I get that. But he had to go and catch a flight. And Put your leg I've around noticed, him all yeah, the time. All of him. <laughs> you know that's I, really what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. Um, But what I do know is the more we stay on this path and the more outspoken and the more we speak at these events and things like that, the more I realise that, and I don't want this to sound at all wanky if that's the right word, but you're going to be less touchable. You're going to be like like when there is thousands there, Cindy, and and you're off and you're talking to thousands in an auditorium. You know, people aren't going to get the opportunity to have photos with you. And um, I, that was the one thing that hit me that this is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And and right now, you saying, Karen, that you think you got to have a photo with everybody. That's part of the. I mean, Marcus made that very clear that we get to talk to people and, and hear your stories and be with you. And 
and there's a little part of me that's so excited about how much it's growing and then there's a part of me that goes I love talking to the mum of Byron that we did the video for oh, afterwards yeah. on my own. I love mm-hmm. being able to have photos and I'm, I'm so touched that people even want our photo, let alone tell us that we've had an impact on their lives. And I just, I don't know, especially you, Cindy, knowing you can't come to the wellness breakthrough because you're releasing your documentary. I mean, once that goes viral and international and big, I mean, will we still get to see you? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be silly, that'd be silly. <laughs> but you know that'd what I'm saying, silly. though, don't you? Like I looked at Wayne and... And, and Anita yeah. and I thought yeah. they're so big that's mm. like sitting there if you love music and Madonna's in front of you and you can't mm. talk to her and because so many people know her so you know I'm, I'm just going to say this if you want to get to the wellness summit next year then you got to I reckon so that these poor boys the wellness couch boys are not working their butts off trying to sell tickets in the last you know, week of the, you know, I just, I don't know. I just can't believe everybody doesn't want to hear this information. And we've got a year to plan is what I'm saying. Get your yeah. butts there. <laughs> yeah, get your butts there. Let's get a date. And as soon as we get the dates, let's tell everybody. And, um, and you know what? I reckon they should have a payment plan for people who can, you know, $5 a week, $10 a week um, to pay it off. It only takes 35 weeks. And then, and before you know it, it's paid off and you're ready for the summit. Mm. Include a few days either side to have some time out and go to the beautiful cafes. Yeah, or, yeah. or um, so I think that's a great idea. We yeah. should put it to the boys. I think that's okay. awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. So, Karen, sorry, darling, I did want to hear your aha take home. Oh, no, no, no. I think I kind of, I think I covered that this when I first was saying, um, you know, all the, all the, what all the speakers were talking about and, and what I, what I got out of it is that it's not just one particular thing. It's actually, a wholeness event for me is what yeah. it was. But, um, I mean, was there one little thing that you went, oh, my God, I didn't know that? Was there anything that you took away and went, that was cool? Um, well, I thought it was interesting about the coconut oil. Mm. <laughs> I thought that was interesting in terms of the, the conversation about that. Um in what way? Well, well, Damien had said not to cook with it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, but and I was curious about that. Mm. Well, he said that coconut oil smoke points at 170 and olive at 180. There's only 10 degrees difference. So mm. I kind of look at it and I go, well, I only cook at 160 in my oven when I use coconut oil. And when, you know, when I'm doing a bit of a fry up, I usually use lard and ghee. Um, and occasionally I'll use coconut oil, um, but I find that I like the lard and the ghee. And I, and I know that that's not for you, Karen, but I, like, I, I wouldn't have a problem with using coconut oil to do a fry-up. You know, Damien and I, we are absolutely on the same page, or like always. We, we believe the same things. I've, I listen to him and I go, yep, 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 yep. But I don't know if I agreed with him on that one. Yeah, right. But you know what? I'm going to do some more research on it because I, I want to know where he's read this, read about it and, and you know, because it's a short-chain fat, fatty acid. It's a saturated fat. It doesn't oxidise. It's 98% saturated fat, which I know that can't oxidise. Um, yeah, so I'm going to okay, have to Okay, so just... herein, lies, herein lies the funniest thing of all listening to this. Yeah. Is here we are talking about olive oil and and coconut oil and whether or not we should fry it or cook it over 170 mm. degrees. And yet there's people out there who 
um, 80, 90% of the public cook in margarine or they, um, <laughs> yeah. they yes. food or they do all that. So, so let's point. just realise that we're getting a little bit, um, you know, like I love, so I love the fact that we're arguing over whether a, a, a carrot or a, um, <laughs> or a sweet potato is better for you. I love the fact that we're having that conversation mm. at this level. Mm. But I, it was an interesting point. And, mm. and my thought on that, Karen, was, well, if I'm going to kill myself by cooking with coconut oil because it tastes so good, well, at least I'll go down quite healthy, really. Like, <laughs> 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 All right, I'll do some research on it and I'll, I'll ring Damien and say, come on, Damo, give me your info. Let me see where you got that from. Well, when because... we get him on the show, we're going to interview him. So let's get oh, him on. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, let's just awesome. dig him about the coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love um, it. I love those three boys. I just oh, think that amazing. they And Marcus. Oh. Oh, 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 and Marcus. If Marcus you haven't listened just... to all their shows, 100 Not Out, Inside the Champion's Mind, The Wellness Guys, um, that paleo show. And who did you one. spoon with? Oh, Tartar oh. Cheers. Oh, there's, there's, new, there's a new hot man in my life team. <laughs> Kale Brock, I'm in love with him. You've got to Google him. Look up Kale Brock. We've got to get him on the show, please, and let's make yeah, that a definitely. live one. Yeah. A live one. <laughs> a live one. Uh, Okay, and so just to finish up, my aha was, again, just the privilege of being there, obviously, with you, darlings, us all getting together with the Wellness Boys and Marcus and the other beautiful podcasters and and speakers. But um, I think for me the aha I got was one couple came up to me and, and he said, I loved your playfulness on stage. I was a little bit naughty for those of you that weren't there. You were very naughty. She was very (laughs) naughty and it was within three seconds of the start. Do you know how many people told me that, Karen? I didn't even hear it, but do you know I had ten people tell me before uh, I, I I got through the door. Yes, That's now go on, go on, Kimmy. Yeah, so, so everyone, it will be available to to purchase the whole recording of the Wellness Summit is there if you really want to find out what I said. Um, but I had a, a beautiful, nearly I think seventy five year old lady come up to me and say. I absolutely loved your advice and my husband couldn't think of a better thing to say. <laughs> and, then I, and then I had another couple come up to me and he just said to me, you know what I love most about what you girls do? And he was talking about the three of us and um, the wife is looking at, you know, maybe doing our, all of our programs, the speaking, the nutrition and, and the HLE program. And, and she stood there and she said, I'm looking at they've got three children. And he stood there and he said, what I love more, most about you girls in particular, as you said, you're authentic. He said, I get the feeling who you are on stage is who you are off the stage. You're fun. You make it accessible. And here I am. I'm just giving us a little plug here. It sounds so funny. But I love the fact. And you know what he said? I love this bit. He goes, I feel like the three of you give us permission to be ourselves and to do it with absolute, absolute volition and excitement. And, and that's what he took from it, that... That, and I thought that was really cool that he said that, that. And he said, and you make my wife very happy and that makes me happy. So Aww. how cool is that? How cool. That is so cool. Oh, that's very lovely. cool. I love the men out there that are on this wavelength. They're so gorgeous. We've got to wrap them, bottle them, and, and do what I said on stage to them. So anyway, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> well, no, that doesn't keep everybody guessing. I don't know what will. And if that's not incentive to get everybody along to hear you talk about it again next year, because no doubt you will, I think that's going to be a great incentive. <laughs> <laughs> 
bring your boys. Mm, yeah, yeah, bring they, the boys. They will They'll be happy you for it. Mm-hmm. 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 It's not rocket science, mm-hmm. is it, my friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had a call. Uh, well, hopefully you guys have all enjoyed today's podcast. It feels like it's just flown by. It feels like the time is just absolutely blitzed. I, I feel like we've only literally just said hello a second ago. I know. I know. Mm. So go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and post your comments and questions there for us. If you've got any topics that you'd like us to cover specifically, make sure that you let us know because we love, we love, love to talk about the things that you want to hear about. You can also make all of your comments at allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat as well. So make sure that you give us a five-star rating when you go to iTunes. Tell everybody that you know about Up For A Chat. Keep the love coming and we're going to see you on the ride. Join us here next week on Up For A Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. All our love. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.